Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome back to Crovisation. Now, friends, you can probably hear my washing machine going off in the background. And you may think that I sound slightly drunk as I say this, but I promise you, I'm actually not drunk. I am so tired. (laughs) (laughs) My mouth is slightly burned, slightly just pummeled (laughs) from this amazing Halloween season. I've had all of five gigs this month, which for me isn't too many, but for me at this age, at this level of disabled, it's a lot. I really feel it. Honest to goodness, if I had to work at the same level of output as I did earlier on in my career, I'd be fucking dead, mate. My body hurts. My skin hurts. I'm delirious. I am honestly slightly insane. You know when you're so tired, you're just like drunk. Like I end up slurring my words. I end up going on tangents about random shit and I don't even remember what. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Only because I've literally got it written down in front of me. I hope you all had an amazing Halloween. It is absolute goth Christmas. Even if you're not an alternative human, you've got to appreciate some of the creativity that goes into this time of year. We love it. Ah, well... Since I am splattering all over my microphone as I speak, (laughs) I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet this week. My guest is a longtime friend. I've known this human for quite some years now. She is so fucking funny. Her humor is so dry and we we just absolutely crack each other up when we're in the same room. We've been seeing each other a lot more recently because of a, a project, a col- not a collaborative project, but a project that we're both involved in, which is super fun and super crazy. If you're lucky enough to see us on stage together over the summer, uh, it's a spectacle. It is a spectacle. 
But uh, I'll leave you to find all that out in the episode. And I'm going to fuck off and just mong out and watch some Adventure Time. Because I think that's what my body needs. Rest is a radical form of resistance, y'all. Never forget it. Never forget it. All right, friends. Thanks so much for coming back and listening to Croversation. I am super excited for you to hear some of the conversations I've been having recently. This is a particularly a particularly fun one. It is. It is. It's very personal. And I hope you enjoy it like it's like you're being blah, 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 blah. I hope you enjoy it like you're sat in a room with two lovely mates. <laughs> right, that's it. I'm really going now. My friends, please enjoy the beautiful, wonderful Aurora Star on this week, episode 51 of Coroversation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome back to Conversation. I'm on a bit of a roll lately, y'all. What do you think? I've got some amazing guests coming up for you, but this week I have a good friend of mine who I've known actually for quite a few years now. We met through the uh, London performer scene. If you know what that's like, then you know how you find your, your people. And um, recently we've been doing performance stuff with a band that we're both in. It's very fun and very chaotic. Y'all, <laughs> please welcome my lovely friend, Aurora Starr. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? How's it going? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, dude. I, I feel like I'm finally a bit healed from festival season. Like, oh, yeah. I can get out of bed before noon. Like, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, it kind of went, came and went so quickly. It was a bit of a blur, actually. It was fast, wasn't it? How was your it summer? It was. I think, yeah, it was good. Was Glastonbury the first one we did? It was. It was so early on in the year. It was, it was like a And then we had all that heat wave, and then it went, and then it came back again. And it's, uh, and yeah. And it rained for a month in the middle. Yeah, I know. I, I was at Boomtown in August oh, when yeah. it was a bit, a bit drizzly. And then it seemed to went went back full circle, um, yeah. and now I think it, I think summer's over now. I know. I was obviously you uh you live down south on the coast, and um, I yeah. was going to come visit and swim in the sea, but um, the weather doesn't doesn't like that with you. I think maybe I do. I, I got in the sea for my annual dip last uh, last week. Amazing. Um, I go well, only going once a year. Do you really? Just to because I live fresh. Everyone's always really surprised that I hate getting in the sea. Um, so <laughs> someone, someone forces me like once a year and I put those really embarrassing sea shoes on. Oh, no I, way. Why don't you like the sea? Tell me, explain. <laughs> my feet in there. Yeah. Uh, in there. There's a lot of bad stuff in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, like the UK government right now is really seeing straight up sewage into our sea. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, Facebook posts. People are like quite concerned about the amount of sewage that's being dumped in there. Oh my God. There's a lot of opinions. But I'm, I'm like, mm, if I'm not sure, I'm probably not going to dunk my head in. If you're not, uh, if you're not really into the sea anyway, you would be like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. If you're not committed, then yeah, no. maybe not. 
the yeah, um, role so is playing it's your eyes. Feel powerful kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steph, obviously I know you very well, but let's get into what you do because you do loads of things, don't you? Yes, I do lots of lots of things. Tell God, me all the things. Oh God, I don't know. What do I do? Okay, well, obviously. <laughs> I'm a performer, so I started, I think I started originally t- between 12 and 14 years ago now, actually. But sometimes I don't count the first two years because all of that work was really cringy. And I'm glad that the internet <laughs> <Totally>. is flourishing. <laughs> I'm glad those pictures are on to someone somewhere in the world. Um, I was up in Leeds. Yeah, so that's where I started. Um, and I started as a fire performer. And then I started getting into stilts and um, burlesque and aerial. And then, yes, I've been doing that for over a decade. Um, and then I also used to do, or I still do, if you want to book me, um, any modeling or life modeling. Um, what else have I done in the past? God, a bit of everything. Hosting, um, walkabout, like character yeah. work. Do you do a lot of stuff in the drag scene. That's something I never really dipped my toe into. Well, I've just, uh, well, because I live in Brighton now and I've got so yeah. many friends in the scene, the sort of overlap is quite big. Like, we have a lot of artists in our cabaret shows. Um, and I recently did my friend's show, Party Bag, which was hosted oh, really? by Jay and Ophelia Payne. And oh my God, it was incredible. It was a pride pre party. Oh, uh, yes. Like a special act. And it was just such a hoot. Oh my God. Yeah, so good. So fun. So, yeah, so there's so many good um, good drag shows down here in Brighton. So, yeah, you might catch me down St. James Street with a yeah. little cocktail oh, on a week. Oh, my goodness. Steph, I love, I love, love, love Brighton. I obviously love mm. But um, what, like, inspired your move down there? Was it the creativity? Um, a little bit of everything. When I was younger, my first ever, um, like, boyfriend-girlfriend holiday was in mm. Brighton when oh. I was, I think I was 17. So cute. And- came down here and my parents first they wouldn't let me go uh, <laughs> and I like begged and begged um, and they were like you're not going away with a boy but somehow yeah. I convinced my mum to let me go we came down here we just had such a fun little holiday I mean you can imagine what we got up to but we <laughs> I, <think, laughs> I think I was staying in like one of those really nasty guest house like like B&B's and it was so front. Yeah. it was so like tacky <laughs> And I came away with a girlfriend as well. So I had this like magical view of Brighton as this Amazing. really fun like place to go. And, um, my partner lives down here and he's lived here all his life. So when we first got together and I was going back and forth between London and here, mm-hmm. eventually he was like, do you want to just move in here? And I was like, all right then. Yeah. That was it. Why not? Absolutely. Just twist yeah. my rubber arm. Oh, so lovely. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. considering a move. Like it's the- a great vibe. The vibe, yeah. Yeah. So chill and lovely and everyone's lovely. Obviously it has its good and bad points like any city. I'm I'm very settled here. Like I can't imagine moving any anywhere else now. I've been been around a bit. I went to lived in Leeds, lived in Bristol. Yeah, Um, you travelled a lot, Steph. You're like me. Oh haven't you got dual citizenship as well? I do. You fortunate bugger. I know. I'm so (laughs) yeah. Born in um, Puerto Rico, which is so I have this American passport, which mm. is, um, I mean, I don't, I know that a lot of people would kill for that, but I don't really have any plans to live in America. It's not True. for me. Totally. But great day traveling, you get to skip the queues. <laughs> skip yeah. The yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. but it, I am. So, where have you traveled? Tell me about traveling. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so, oh, I just came back from Canada actually. Oh my God, I love it there. Uh, with my partner, there's a festival over there called, I need to get this right, it's called Shambhala. Okay. Uh, the UK one, which is Shambhala. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh wow. That's, um, that's confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there was like four people in the world, me, A Skills, Father Funk, and JFP, who were at both this year. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we oh were at both Shambhala UK and Shambhala Canada. Shambhala. I'm sure that. Are they that. linked? No, not at all. Um, not at all. Sham, Shambhala. Shambhala. <laughs> told me. I know it's getting really confusing. Darcy, that apparently is someone's wedding. Oh, so really? Married, and then every year they kept going back and oh it just my kept God. getting. Someone told me that, and if that's the true story, that's awesome. I hope and then, so. Fuck, yeah. I hope so. I hope they still go back there for the anniversary. And then Shambhala in Canada is a farm. They own the farm. Oh, wow. Uh, probably started as something small, and now it's massive as well. Where in, where in Canada is it? In, like, the middle? Oh, gosh. You're retesting really my geography yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> I just know so, there's lots of space in the middle of Canada. It, it's, like, beautiful. The airport is Castlegar. That's the nearest airport. It is in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Uh, I think it's near Salmo, although you'll have to go on the old Google and double-check yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've heard of the name, but I couldn't tell you where the fuck it is. I don't know any English geography. It's about a seven-hour drive from Calgary. That's, that's, that's oh, okay. That's a place I know of. Mm. <laughs> and uh, what kind of festival was it? A cabaret festival? A music festival? Uh, it's a music festival. Um, they do have music? I guess in, a, in America, they call it like bass music, don't they? Like. Mm. Uh, have you heard of Base Coast? Everyone's going on about Base Coast. I haven't, no. Yeah, apparently that's another big one. Um, so you kind of electronic, um, jungle, uh, hip-hop, um, drum and bass, um, funk, lots of funk. They love the funk there. Oh, super fun. Yeah, really cool. I, um, I've only really, because I've grown up in the like alt scene, the rock scene, I've missed out on so many amazing, in my head, what are commercial festivals, but they're not really. They're like, dance festivals and electronic music stuff but like yeah it's a fun world i've never even dipped my toe in it i know that's sort of your music taste you would say i'm really eclectic and i know that everyone thinks it's a cop-out but i genuinely (laughs) love everything and i'll listen anything if it's got good vibe and also it depends who you're with like if you're with good company and you're just rocking out to something with your friends it doesn't really matter I'm, I'm a really good festival friend because I will just follow you around. I just, yes. I maybe there's one thing I want to see and I always miss it. Like, I want yeah. to see faces. Like, Chasing Status were at, like, four festivals I was at this summer and I didn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really bad. Um, I will just, I love going into little tents and just seeing what's on and totally. finding new music. Yeah, I'll just follow anyone. Anyone that has good taste, I'll follow you around. That's you it. Know, if, ha- you, if you're a fun person, I know that you'll enjoy fun Yeah, you've got... Ideas, yeah. I'm, I don't like planning. That's too. That's too stressful for me. Yeah, you are a good festival friend, you know, Steph. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you work mainly at festivals, Steph? Like, where does your performing take you at the moment? So, at the moment, um, anything like cabarets or anything on the alternative scene, um, drag shows. I'd love to get more involved with in the Brighton scene because that's mm. like down here and I, I just get more in that yeah fired by watching all my friends but obviously I don't want to take space from anyone totally. in the scene but like I've been looking at my acts and thinking how can I sort of make them more in line with my values yeah, like, 
Yeah, well, a lot, well, a lot of my, you know, acts are quite old, actually, and I love them. And yeah. I don't want to get rid of them. I just want to tweak things a little bit. Mm. Uh, like, even, you know, some of my costumes, someone tried to book, well, they booked an act that I made about nine, ten years ago. And I oh, said that. to them, out of the act's not available. And they're like, oh, we really, really want it. And I was like, okay, well, if you're willing to pay for me to have the costume remade, mm. um, then I'll do it. And they did. Oh, wow. um, awesome. It turns out that they wanted me to perform it on a groin on a beach in Brighton. And it no. was so that every time I took something off, it just flew out. No. Uh, and no one could hear the music and no one, <laughs> no one cared either. It was there. <laughs> I can say it now that it's been done. It was Fatboy Slim's birthday at his house. Oh, yeah. They insisted on bringing this act back. And then no one could hear it. That's so silly. It was so silly. And they were like, yeah, that was great. Like, you should bring that act back again. And I was like, I didn't even get to do the proper, like, (laughs) one could hear it. And I was just sort of on a groin. My clothes were sort of flying. Yeah, just sort of like, is she getting naked? Is her clothes just being blown away? Like, I I think I'll just spin the fire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, but it was quite funny that they were really persistent to have that act, and then I and honestly, then they, I, I love that. Done I love, something. I love those shows that are just like, I mean, I got through it. Like it happened. <laughs> they <laughs> had a story. I don't know what the vision was. I, I kind of assumed that it would be a little bit more, um, like there'd be a stage, and they did say it was yeah. kind of half. But um, you know what it's like these parties. You never really know till you get there, and you just got to go with the flow. So true. Gotta, so true. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we've turned up to some gigs. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Oh my god, yeah. Also, <laughs> <laughs> have you got any crazy stories? I mean, do you remember oh. any of that? I mean, changing rooms are always oh, always god. a topic conversation for a good story when you're a performer. Yes. Um, yeah, like, I mean, usually, obviously, the worst they are, the funnier the stories. Like, <laughs> we were in India, and uh, this might be a bit gross, so if you don't like gross stories, then just tune off for a minute. Yeah, you're in the wrong place, come on. <laughs> we um, had our changing room. It was like a big marquee event, and it was right behind the DJ speakers, like, oh, monitors. Wow. So not only did you have the music blasting, like, right, fully like in a little paper tent changing <laughs> room, really small but we're on the other side and this event was like sardines like and there was no way physically you could get to the toilet in no attempt so we ended up just having to pee in pint pint glasses oh my god no so frustrating (laughs) i've had that before i mean like a bucket or something anytime i've ever done that but that would be a lie um (laughs) yeah sometimes the facilities are just not functional for, for humans it's awful really but um i think well, you'll probably know that mm. the this industry the more you are kind of you kind of start to accept that things are just a bit wild and weird and we really shouldn't totally. but this is a long time ago when i was a lot younger um and you just kind of go with it now i'm older now i'd be like no if it takes me 15 minutes to get to the toilet you can wait yeah but at exactly. the time i was just like Wee, whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah when i was young i used to like just roll with it and now i i'm honestly such a grumpy bitter performer i'm literally like no you need to get me water now <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little things like have, you know, all of your riders and stuff written down. Every, everything in writing now. Yes. Never believe, oh, that's the lesson I've verbal, learned. Verbal agreements mean nothing to me. I need it in writing. Oh my God, uh, dude, exactly this. But you learn, don't you? Like, I've, we've been in all sorts of struggles. I mean, we've been on a few, uh, we've been on some crazy internationals. I know, like, it's the circular one that always come to me. 
Do you remember Estonia? Um, <laughs> I vaguely do. I think that's where I got my knife confiscated off me through the airport. Yes. Here the knife. Fuck's sake. Yeah, well, that's a classic, classic tale. Like, literally I mean, that. I, I can't even remember what happened, but they got us really I, drunk. I got really drunk and I got driven from my gig in Italy to yeah. the airport. Am. and they'd served me dinner yeah. and I was too nervous to eat it because I had to do my show oh, yeah. but it was really yummy so I got, and then I got really drunk oh. so I thought it would be a good idea to pack the food in my bag oh. but I forgot I forgot about the food I put my bag through security these <laughs> little like potatoes rolled out <laughs> and I rolled out through the security and I'd like, looking at and I realised I'm trying to like roll them back into my bag. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Like, oh my God. I also threw up in the car on the way to the no. airport. Oh my God. Yeah, because Italian drivers are wild at the best of times at 5 a.m. That's fair. And, um, and the, he didn't speak brilliant English. So when I left, I was just trying to apologise, but also yeah. thank you. Also, I was very drunk and I don't know if he understood what I was saying. Totally. And when you're my, drunk, it just sounds. I know, and then I thought to myself, oh. well, get that booking again. I think I did get that booking again. Oh, wow! You know what? I've, I used to be an alcoholic, and I used to mess up, not like crazy amounts, but I'm sure I was a handful at a lot of gigs, and <laughs> people were so nice about it. Like, so fortunate. Oh. I mean, our industry is a bit plagued by alcoholism, to be fair. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what I used to go away and do. Go away and go and get a rider and that's it. drink a lot perform and that's kind of the only way you can sort of get through some of the sort of sleepless nights you're like well I'm gonna have exactly. a bit of a party now I'm like oh my god how many hours do I get in bed in the hotel after how many hours sleep do I get on the plane right like I, I'm counting those hours now whereas before I would just um just be drunk kind of the whole time yeah and people would just expect you to like function on yeah. on no I remember once doing a gig in Cannes like multi-multi-millionaire millionaire, oh, yeah fancy. Uh, and again, get everything in writing. They didn't actually book us accommodation no. and thought they could get away oh with, my gosh. with just inviting us to a yacht party after. To be fair, love a yacht party. But I was driving back from the airport and I was like, no, I don't want to party on this yacht. Wow, I sound really spoiled. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I can't drink and I can't, you know, I have to, I'm yeah. going to be probably driving in about five, six hours oh, time. Yeah, it's a no from me, but they, they did try that one. I'm sure that some people in some situations would probably jump at that chance. But totally. I think when you've done it a few times and it, it comes down to like, am I going to get sleep and be able to work and function tomorrow? Now, now I'll pick the sleep. I sound really old going now, but I do love sleep now. No, Steph, I'm so similar. I really, I really notice I, how much time it takes me to recover from a gig if I do party. Like, because it's hard work working anyway. And then you've got like three days recovery now at my age and it's just not, it's not, I can't make money. I, I want to make money. I, I used to book work in the day I'd get back from these internationals and yeah. now I won't because now I'm like, don't do this to future Steph because, you know, she wants to go to sleep and I'm a lot more like kind yeah. to myself or yeah. I would just get off a plane and go and eat something and repack my bag and go back into London like madness. I yeah. know that. Oh, I can't do that anymore. No. I think my 
brain needs to have a bit of quiet time like 100 percent. i need like I, I need rest like mental rest as well it was being around people the whole time like i really struggle with when Same i'm socialized i'm like really actually i'm an introvert even though people probably don't always know that so yeah being around a lot of people especially people i might know very well it really takes all my energy absolutely i actually wrote this like, down in my journal the other day i was like not all tasks take equal energy if it involves human interaction it's almost like double the energy yeah literally yeah. obviously you know i run my brighton aerial arts and when i teach i've got a lot of people in totally. it's quite because i usually teach three hours in a row like back to back so it's like all these people coming in and out so i really need that little quiet time for yeah uh, do you find you're quite empathetic or, as well yeah it's, mm. it, you have so many like people coming in and and it's quite a vulnerable space you're gonna be teaching people things because yeah, people yeah. You're a teacher, like... Yeah, people feel vulnerable sometimes, everybody, because they might feel self-conscious. So you've got to really make sure everyone feels comfortable and everyone's happy. And that takes a lot of, you know, your own energy. Like, I actually really hate speaking in public. Um, it, yeah, you know how some performers can, like, talk and do busking and stuff like that? All of yeah. that makes... Um, oh no, I probably won't even re-listen to this because the sound of my voice will make me want to cry. But how interesting! Uh, but when I so when I teach, I have to really try and like focus and make sure everything I'm saying is like correct. I mean, I do end up just sort of jibber jabbering on, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes I can't even get the words out of my brain when I'm really tired. But I, I think my my regular students totally understand that. But yeah, it takes a lot like mentally and then when I get back home I just sort of flop out yeah I'm just like I'm gonna stare at some walls for an hour the aerial that tires me out it's kind of the mental stimulation of having a lot of people like all with different needs like around you you can tell if someone needs more help or someone like needs this or that so you kind of have to be quite intuitive um to sort of counter like if you can tell that someone's a bit upset or so you know you just have to sort of read people uh which is crazy because really you're like, it's just a job, like, getting people Not in and out. Not at all. I'm so interested in the teaching yeah. role in society, in, in life in general. Like, it's so interesting. What what made oh, really? you interested in it? I, You know what it was? Uh, when, well, pre-COVID, like, I had taught a few friends mm. who just wanted to hobby, like, not charging anything. And then when I moved to Brighton... My, because I wanted to have my own life and I just wanted to like get my own, get my own thing going. Yeah. I applied for a job in a gym. Um, and I was just working in the reception and then they heard about my circus stuff and then they suggested that I run a little course, which oh, I did. Awesome. But then someone left and they were like, do you want to take her class? It was called Bootylicious, which is so ironic. <laughs> no booty. <laughs> oh, shame. But it was more boots and like lots and stuff like that and I used to just pump on my face and like just, yeah just, like to work the fuck out yeah basement like boxer size gym but anyway so <laughs> to speak well try and speak in public so that got me over the fear because I just wanted to throw myself in and then when COVID happened and I was just sitting around in my house in Brighton um I ordered aerial rig and then someone gifted me one so oh. I was like oh my god like I've got two now I have none I have two yeah with these two rigs and I was like I'm going to teach yes um, yeah so I just like literally put a post up on Facebook like does anybody want to learn and I got three students and they were so lovely a little private group amazing and, and that went well so I launched a, a course and hired a hall and then every time I launched one they all just kept selling out and then when really? the course 
were finished, the students were like, where do we go now? And I was like, look, I'll make you another course then. And then yeah, just, I'll do you another one. Ah, awesome. One. And the next thing you know, it's sort of my part-time job. And now it's almost my full-time job. I say almost. I mean, I do spend about six days a week working on it, but I do other things as well. It must be like a real labor of love too. Yeah, like, you know, the hardest things are like building a website. I don't know how to build a website. Well, I do. apparently I do. I made one. I don't know <laughs> And, you know, doing all your marketing, learning how to make flyers. Oh, God, I've learned a lot, actually. Over running the last... business, right? Yeah, well, it's, you, I mean, you know, running running your own business, being self-employed, you have to do everything. So before, my product was me, so marketing yeah. my, my pictures, getting my show, and now my, I've got a different product. So it's the same sort of theory of, you know, starting a business, but mm. um, just trying to reach people, reach your clients, make sure your product is good, make sure yeah. it's full. Well, oh, it's a lot. Having a, uh, other moving parts, I find, is always the thing. Especially as a neurospicy person, I'm like, I don't know what to expect sometimes. So you've got a plan lot. for everything. As soon as you, like, think you've got one thing, like, sorted, and then something else <laughs> Yeah, comes. dude. Honestly, it's like a, it's like Jenga or something. Is it Jenga? And it just falls down. It's like a... Yeah, like, no one, one is more surprised than me when it gets to the end of the month and I'm like oh I have to make a new monthly timetable and I'm yeah. like oh my job I was like oh no I've done it again I've, I've overran like I need to, I need to add on my to-do list today I to get my October one out but yeah it just keeps <laughs> the jobs keep coming but I obviously really love it so it's worth it but um okay. and now I can't stop because it's this like this machine that's just going and going and totally like, yeah it, so how many how many people do you have at your studio now sir um it's hard to say like I have probably I don't know, 40 to 50 regulars. Awesome. Then I have people that just can maybe just come in and try it or book for a private um, mm. party or a private session. Um, it kind of changes all the time, you know, seasonally as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just brought so much joy, wholesome joy to my life, honestly. I, like, I think it really helped, like, mold me after COVID with what I wanted to do in my life because yeah. – as you get older, you know, sometimes the superficial things don't really give you Honestly, that joy. It's something that's on my mind, for sure. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want to help people, and I want to do something that's, like, positive in the world. Mm. Uh, and now, as this grows, I'm now able to open my studio for other projects. Um, it's taken me three years, cause so I'd love to be able to have, you know, classes and workshops for people, you know, in mental health or with disability oh, yeah. or things like that. But I oh, Steph, I want to do a workshop for you. Yeah, oh, yes, please. Like, I'm, I'm literally just started talking to a few people about projects that are not directly involved with Ariel, mm. but somehow we can, like, segue it towards a more, like, well-being and things like that because it's just yeah. so important. So, like, so important. So you many could, people. You could use the studio. I could do even just, like... It's just, just really random, but I suspend all my lighting in my in my studio from my aerial rig. Amazing! So you could have you could have a photo shoot there. She could hang a background. You could hang lights. Oh, stuff like that. we just we did a photo shoot last week actually. Did you? Yeah, and I collaborated with Malice Lingerie. Oh, you know? we love yeah. Malice Lingerie. Oh my god, yeah. So she sponsored our photo shoot. She's amazing. An abs- on. She's a queen. Absolutely. She's been on the podcast before. What oh a babe! Oh, I listened to it. Yeah, she is. Did you? Know, Yay! And business, like, yeah. fantastic person. Um, so she sponsored our shoot. So all my students are wearing her beautiful pieces. Oh. Um, and I can't wait to get the picture back. We're working with JMD Creative, who's a local photographer, um, who's also amazing. So, yeah, watch this space. I think we'll get them back in about two weeks. Amazing. Um, so, I'll- like, aerial photos. 
Yeah, I've got some aerial live drawing coming in soon as well. So, yeah, little things. Oh, wow, uh, Steph, that's so fun. In the pipeline. Yeah, I'm just like, how can we, how can I connect with other local businesses? How can I connect with other people? Um, so, talks, talks, I'd like, I'd like to get some more being talks in. I mean, as an, as a fully functioning sort of adult now, I'm like, actually, I can do what I want. Like, this yeah. is me. Then, it doesn't have to be like, this is what I do. There you go. You have to go in a straight line. You do kind of realize you're like, you know, if I want to run a, if I want someone to host a talk on, organization mental health ADHD. something really like out there maybe even like finances managing your finances yeah, or something, yeah. How to be self-employed anyone can run anything you know we can have anything there yeah um i mean there's a lot of you know i've got a lot of people on my mailing list and i'm like well maybe if you know if one person on that list came to something and it really helped them yeah then then that's incredible even if you can just reach one person 100 um, uh, especially they, in that you know, family like, environment yeah, like there's a lot of a lot of people are giving me invaluable invaluable advice at different times of my life, and they mm. probably didn't realize. But those little things stuck in my brain from just from that one person randomly saying something, mm. you know. So if you can, you know, connect with people in that way, you might mm. become someone's random piece of advice that sticks with them for life. Totally. You know? Yeah, 100%. I love that. Like you, you can build up this uh, amazing like sort of brand and empire or whatever. But um, if you don't impart your sort of knowledge and learnings on other people, it's kind of, I feel, like a bit empty. Yeah, I think it's just, I think everybody just needs a little bit of kindness. And also, people like to feel like they're part of something. Yes. Uh, I don't know whether it's just us oddballs, you know, always feeling <laughs> like we're going out, we couldn't really find our gang or whatever. But the one thing I feel that connects a lot of the people I know is, like just being really grateful to be part of the to be part of the group and to connect and to relate with to other people, especially with you know issues that maybe people have not felt comfortable to talk about. If mm. you find even just one person that you might be able to have that conversation with, you know, you can really be someone's someone's rock, maybe without even knowing it. Just yeah. being there. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, people come into your classes and they can be quite vulnerable, so like they can feel safe in that space. To yeah, be able to open up. I promote is yeah, it's just a safe a safe space to come and learn. Um, oh, safe space is so important. It is, yeah, and so many people feel a lot of people feel nervous going to things, you know. So mm-hmm. if you try and make people feel welcome from the start and let them know it's a safe space, and you know that's all you can really do. Yeah, just make uh, it real obvious. Yeah, but you know, I just I love everyone that comes through the door. Um, yeah. It's always always one nice thing that kind of connects everyone yeah this sort of sense of adventure and people that want to try something a bit different yeah uh, yeah it's not like your regular class is it let's be real you're hanging, hanging no <laughs> yeah there's always a sort of there's something in common I mean, people come they're all from different walks of life different ages different shapes and sizes but everyone's got that little cheeky glint in their eye that mm. they're like yeah to hang off stuff sitting around so fun around <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. I've, I've got a ring in my house. It's the funnest fucking thing. Honestly, like I do think it's just like playground for adults. You like it I just is. Hang oh, it's so important. Around. Playing, like yeah, and that, like joy. Spreading. Yeah, like, I had a. It can feel a little bit rigid sometimes teaching the same stuff. So I had a class that I called contemporary, mm. um, and we got to do lots of like just weird abstract movements, and I was. Yeah. Like, start the class by saying this isn't going to be pretty yeah yeah this is going to be weird 
can be pretty if you want to, or if you want this to be, you know, kind of jarring, weird, then that's totally up to you. Yeah. you can, I like want, that. I love that though. Yeah, and and then we had some really interesting um, combinations and flows from people, and it was nice to be able to see um, people coming out of their shell a little bit because you could see some dancers would just be fabulous and they just let go, and then some people that are kind of new to that style of movement would be a little bit shy at first, and then mm. you kind of get to open up a bit. And yeah, it's wonderful just to just to be really it doesn't have to be yes. rigid fitness training; it can be movement based stuff as well. Mm. It's great for your mental health too, right? Like just movement, moving the body. People oh, spend yeah. a lot of time being still. If I'm warming up on my own, I'll just be rolling around the floor. Yeah, same. <laughs> rolling around, seeing seeing what works, seeing if my arms and legs are still, you know. Yeah, moving. just be like, what does my leg do? Oh, it's doing a weird thing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's where you find like the best the best stuff for things, for performances as well, um, like devising things, just kind of creating like sometimes you'll find like weird shapes and I have that um sword app that I did where yes. I sword in my feet and like obviously if you'd seen the rehearsal if you'd seen me trying to put that sword in my toe and rolling around the floor it would yeah. look like so <laughs> like if anyone uh, you know when you have like worst nightmares like they maybe <laughs> really filmed it <laughs> they kind of like put it out somewhere <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, please, please no. <laughs> my job ruined. is in my bedroom. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I've done some real weird things and dumb things too, like <clears throat> set myself on fire. Like, why did I think that was going to work? But oh you have to try God. it out to get it to work. Honestly, I like went over my neck quite badly trying to do this contortion pose oh, and I no. warm enough. And I honestly thought that I had like broken my neck. I was so scared. I have oh. it on the floor. I've kept, I keep, sometimes I keep scarring things on film to remind myself that I'm like alive and to be grateful. Yeah. Uh, I, and I went to a chiropractor just to make sure everything felt okay and everything was kind of working. And I was so surprised because wow. I generally have put my back out sneezing, um, before, <laughs> getting out of bed. Honest, no, actually, I was holding in a sneeze. I got oh, up. Oh, dangerous. I went to sneeze. I held it in, and my, my neck and back cracked. No. And from the pressure, and I couldn't turn my head left or right after no. that for, like, two days. And then I literally, in this incident a couple of weeks ago, went over on my neck. Oh, God. And survived. So, I, and they were fine. There's nothing going on. I, honestly, like, completely fine. And I'm not saying, like... I don't know. Always make sure you're safe and everything. That was just a lucky, a lucky save, really. I don't know how. Yeah. I think, um, I think as you get sort of more, just you rack up more stage hours, like you almost hurt yourself a lot of times, or at least I certainly do. And then you can't, you get kind of good of like sensing when that's going to happen. You're like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm going to get hurt and I can, I can abort this really quickly and sometimes even make the abort look cute. I always find it's when I'm really tired. Yeah. Like, always tell people in how my do you, classes. Like, how do you make sure like, that you're in good health step for stuff? Oh, God. Well, you, a normal person would say, drink loads of water and sleep loads. <laughs> Terrible of both those things. I'm so bad at taking my own advice. I do try. I do try. I am your typical, like, coffee-fueled insomniac. Yep. But, yeah, trying to get enough sleep. I think, I think I've finally learned the power of saying no. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Me too. I'm getting there. Uh, because I used to just say yes to everything. 
And I used to be so run down to the point where, like, mentally, like, I was not in a good place. Yes. And then that combined with, like, drinking and traveling and not, you know, it's just a bad like a structure, yeah. Yeah, and now that I have the aerial, I have structure and it does keep me in check because I need to be on good form. Like, I won't do anything strenuous mentally or physically before I teach so I know that sounds really silly but like I probably wouldn't even go for like a lively lunch because I'd be tempted to have a drink or something that's um, it. And so I really try and keep myself really nice and relaxed um, by the days that I teach and I yeah. generally eat and walk my dogs oh. to get my thing but like I have to eat certain times that I've digested so that is kind of my schedule before it sounds silly because people think oh you only work a couple hours in the evening but what they don't realize is I've woken up I've done all my emails Mm. all my ad promo I've got my set times to eat um and then I've got to make my lesson plans and actually that takes a day for me maybe that's that's the whole day's work yeah that's the pace I'm working at um yeah because you just have to be on form because you're obviously responsible for other people for their lives uh, you know so you just have to make sure you take care of yourself so I take care of myself so I can take care of other people and I think oh. that's that's the that's the best way to look at it really because motivation isn't it yeah because if it was just taking care of myself I'd be like oh well I just well I do stay up quite late you do I'm, yeah I know I'm, we're so mean to ourselves I know but I get all my best my best ideas at one in the morning oh so. god honestly like I was recording a podcast at one in the morning last night I was like this is great <laughs> I feel like I could like change yeah. the world at 2am I'm like oh my god making yeah. a plan yeah, but it's hard you, to reckon with that I think being more yeah. sensible now but I think you're right with the knowing yourself and like avoiding going somewhere if you think you're going to be tempted to drink or something yeah it's really hard because like obviously if some even my energy levels like I get exhausted just going into the city centre yeah. um just because it's just so stimulating like yeah like like I wouldn't go like into town shopping like before because I think I'd just be so overwhelmed so I think yeah, that's overstimulating that's, I'm sure but yeah, because I live just outside of the city centre, where I am is nice and green and like it's a bit more spacious, a bit more residential. So yeah, I just I know it sounds bad. I'm just kind of leaving the houses overwhelming. Yeah. No, I'm so the same. I moved out of London <clears throat> to like get away from that madness yeah. every time you step out your front door. Mm. I, I went. I took the train into London for a friend's birthday a couple of weeks ago, and like I got all these feelings of when I used to do oh, it. I used to yeah. Do it like five. Times. I was like, oh, my God, the train. Oh, my God, the tube. And I was like, oh, the smoke. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I just remember. And I didn't really, like, miss it because I used to do that four times a week. Mm. But then I realized that with all that excitement came all the, you know, when you've just missed your train by 30 seconds. Oh, my God. Those paces that are a bit heavy and you've got to get up the stairs and you're yeah, running. Because all your pace, out- yeah. And I was like, I do not miss that. And I have yeah. so much, like time anxiety with like gotta get that train gotta get that tube mm. oh that just like did my head in yeah. i drive now life a lot easier if i can go to london but you know the price of ulez now and congestion now i'm looking at it and i think for me to get to london if i have to pay all of the all of that shebang it's the like charges. yeah it's like 50 quid yeah, well because it's about well it's about 15 for congestion 15 for ulez and then yeah. it's about 25 for it's a lot and then you yeah and park. then if you park anywhere like yeah oh god yeah that's what you know they say in london you just like leave the house and you just have to like honestly i'd wake up in the morning and be like oh i've got to pay money to someone yeah i yeah. mean I almost, yeah. yeah i was like oh maybe i'll go shopping for my friend's birthday present in town and i was like i'm gonna get coffee i'm gonna get parking i'm gonna mm. get 
proper store. And I was like, no, I don't need the house. <laughs> just online shop. And that's bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's bad. Yeah, I'm like so, oh, I get so tempted by things as well, you know. I'm like a. Yeah, I struggle with impulse control. And you know what? It's good sometimes because I'm really good at making decisions. Like, but um, if I leave the house, I'm like. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I get distracted as well, and then I just go off on tangents. So, yeah. Same, <laughs> I have to, I'm going to go into a day of it, yeah. I can't really do, like, a quick hour. Cause mm. that, yeah, Steph, how me. do you keep yourself on time? Because I struggle so much with time, like like you were just explaining with the trains, and it literally causes me anxiety, like, for a whole day, if I've got an appointment or a train or something to catch. Plan. Yeah, plan it. Like, I used to be, like, crazy planner. I still am. Like, I love planning things. Yeah. So I will have planned every tube every walk and then i'll add like 15 percent, and then but even then and you've got all these lists oh god i make so many lists oh i love a list and i have a lot of alarms going off do you it's a bit, it's a bit like my brain just like things lists of everything alarms going off and just, <laughs> just quite stressful and, like <laughs> I, uh, i'll set like four alarms to and then i'll have an alarm for when i need to think about leaving and then i'll have an alarm for when i have to actually leave mm-hmm. <laughs> see that's a good idea because in my head, I'll be like, okay, I'll leave in 20 minutes, and it'll be like two hours. <laughs> I'll be like, what? Yeah, I think my brain's just all over the place, so I need a lot of, like, alarms and lists, but I wish I didn't. I wish I could be a bit more, like, what's the word? Just self. <laughs> yeah, lists and alarms. Yeah, I like lists and alarms. Yeah, like, I guess our brains are just... um just don't function in that sort of way, right? Like, well, when, I struggled well, with school and everything being on time, you know. Yeah, I, I like to think I'm on time, but it's more like I just have so many things to do that if something – I make lists, yeah. I've actually, I'm, try, I'm trying to go back to the old pen and paper. I, I love made pen and paper, sir. Yeah, I got, like, I've got some A2 – an A2 pad. It's massive. I got Sharpie, and I just made one list, which was home and personal. Yes list that was work and then I tried to put them in order of urgency oh oh and that were really easy and manageable like yeah. so 
blah blah one email. So which ones do you do first? Tick- oh my god, I'm gonna look at it now. <laughs> I'm so into this. Uh, I'm but I always find that I'll like write down something really small just so I can cross it off. <laughs> oh no, I only ticked off for me. A tidy room was at the top, and that's not been done. Oh. <laughs> Make for sale box for my clothes. That's not been done. Okay, <laughs> she hasn't done a lot of these things. She did email some people though. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. Other people, and I made a letter. Okay, so I got three out of the 12 things done yesterday, so that's good. That's pretty good. Is that for your whole week, though? That's like a big list, right? Yeah, it's quite a big list. Yeah, I think it's more like a general list. Yeah, I do like a list. Uh, my notes, are your notes on your phone just an yeah. absolute Absolutely. Okay. Notes- Although they don't make sense to me, so I, I don't even go back and read them now. I'm like, what was I on? You know, God, I make, if anyone got my phone and read my notes, they'd be like, this is the sort of a very mentally unstable person. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, buy coffee, write plan, new business idea, like <coughs> or, oh yeah. God, I hope no one ever said that. Were you like this when you were younger? <sighs> Probably. What was, I, what was I doing when I was younger? Yeah, I think, what was I like? I, I've always been really disorganized and messy. That is my, that is my, my <laughs> your sort of like stamp on things. Yeah, drive my partner and my family mad. I'm just I really struggle with like the chaos. I feel like the only things that aren't chaos are like my business, mm. and then everything else in my life is. I can only I can only do one thing organized. <laughs> just kind yeah. of like yeah. I feel kitchen. like if other people are looking at a thing that I'm involved in, it will be quite organized. But if it's just yeah. me, just my eyes, oh, it's fucking chaos. Yeah. Absolute chaos. Yeah, every time I cook, it's like it's like someone's robbed me and like ransacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got like sauce on the ceiling. Oh my god, I'm, I'm expressive and a passionate cook. Yeah, I love cooking, <laughs> but like I just get everything out and then I'm just jumping in and like, <gasps> yeah, but that's fun again, right? And then my partner comes in and they're like, "Thanks for dinner." Like, what happened to the kitchen? Yeah, like, what the, who cooked dinner? <laughs> like, what happened? Isn't it delicious? What I cook, you know? <laughs> yeah, just eat the fish. Risk, risk and reward for me cooking is, you know, it's going to be delicious, but it's going to be carnage. <laughs> I feel like Same that's like, most things in life. Like, most of my acts that, are the, that can go the most wrong are the most exciting ones. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. the risk reward ratio, you're right. Yeah, like my, yeah, if I ever have to find anything in my house, I'd probably have to tip my house upside down. Oh my God, like, don't even ask me where my national insurance card is. Oh God, you even no. have one. <laughs> <laughs> There was a meme going around that was like an- an- anxiety people waking up at like 2 a.m. and wondering where their birth certificate is. Yeah. <laughs> and where is my birth certificate? It's from Puerto Rico and it's like super old. I, I don't have it. Does my mum have it? I don't oh, yeah, know. I think my mum must have mine. But like it's funny how people's parents hold on to their birth certificates. I think I had mine though for a time because oh. I used to, I used to, I used to scan it. And then I used to go on my computer and edit uh, uh, <laughs> eight or six so that I could be 18. Yeah, and I, I print it. Too. But it never works, <laughs> annoyingly. <laughs> no, amazing. I, and I'd like fold the piece of paper and like scrumple it and put some tea stains on it so it looked a bit ancient. <laughs> Like, really this arts so and crafts, like, <laughs> rubbing it in some like bag crumbs at the bottom <laughs> of my car. Imagine going up the council now with a piece of with your birth certificate. Like, yeah, Tuesday birth would be like, no. no <laughs> yeah, I remember you could also buy online a national student card from this like company. I used to buy I used to buy that and you just send them your photo and like yeah. get like a new copy. 
think I had a like a student union card or something that was a fake fake yeah. somehow. Yeah. We quite yeah, rebellious was, when you were younger. Yeah. Oh really? Tell me about that. Um oh, I was always sneaking off and doing I was I really wanted I was like very hyper independent. Mm, same. Really, I was quite responsible, but I also wanted to do my own thing. Like I didn't, I, well, I, I don't like people telling me what to do. So, I used to, if someone was like, no, done, like, I'm going to go do it. I used to yep. sneak off. <laughs> I would sneak off and buy cigarettes, sneak off and buy booze, and sneak off to parks. I'd, I just go, I just wanted to do the thing. Probably like an old soul. I was like, no, I mean, I never did anything really, really bad, but mm. like, out on this podcast, but <laughs> text you later. <laughs> um, but I think I just, I just really wanted to, live my life even as a teenager I just wanted to do what I wanted to do so I just didn't want to listen to anyone so yeah I had definitely had that like moody moody emo phase where I was yes. just like leave me alone like oh my god yeah like oh, I'm fine like yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm grateful I didn't have mobile uh, mobile when I was younger because my mom would have just hounded me all the time I used to just ignore them I used to just go and do whatever and then yeah. after a while they realised they were like, she's, well, she's she's actually alright. I think she's fine. I used to sneak out at night, and my parents had these bloody wind chimes that they oh, put on the front fuck. door, so that I could they'd like hear me coming in. But uh, I really like a challenge, so and I really, obviously, like that. So I managed to learn how to open this old creaky front door, and it was so creaky. Get my little hand around the door, slowly grasp the chimes like one little piece at a time, wow. and then I'd throw it off the hook, put it on the floor, and then I'd like slowly creep in. And I knew every stair, which every had a creak, yeah. so I'd just go pause up my stairs like a little like a little cat. Yeah. So I I learned this like chimes cat maneuver. Amazing. So I get now, and I was quite chuffed with myself. Um, yeah, I never dude, got, I'm impressed. Oh yeah, I never got caught. She was stealthy. Amazing. <laughs> I'm genuinely impressed. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was good. I was good at getting my I always had ladders I'd put against I have ladders to my windows and like, wow. all sorts of like it sounds like a cartoon character, you it know. Does. Like, <laughs> us, but um I don't know what the kids do now. What they do now. Probably I think just, they're all anxious and they all just use their phones. Yeah. Why yeah, do you don't I, sneak out anymore when you just FaceTime someone? Exactly, yeah, yeah. back then. It's all about sneaking out and meeting in the park or Totally, totally. It was it was all about hanging out like behind the swimming pool or whatever. Where yeah, the spot was. was. Yeah. Or the graveyard, do we do graveyard? Oh always the graveyard, of course. Especially when you when I got into my real emo phase, I was like, guys, I'm gonna go hang out in the graveyard. I know, well they're quiet and they've got benches, no one bothers you, so it's like Yeah, so <laughs> true. Especially when you look a bit emo, they're like, Oh, look at the little goths in the park in the graveyard. Literally, yeah. I remember just lots of benches. Yeah. Whenever I see kids on benches now, I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, actually, wait, yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> it seems weird now. But kids kids now don't seem like kids anymore. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just getting older. You look at pictures of me when I was like 12, 14, 15, and you look at the videos of those teenagers now, I'm like, oh my God, I was this like snaggletooth, spotty yeah. Same, dude. Same. But, but, like, no idea how to dress my figure. Like, no, no idea. idea. No eyebrows. No anything. Oh my god! And like, if you'd even like contour makeup, oh I just god, that didn't exist. Black eye pencil on, smudge oh, it. Oh yeah, like the really low eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, I used to get told off at school for having like 
too like tight, like my skirts and my shirt be too tight and uh, things like that. Just yeah. super. I just um, get told off for all the jewelry I wore. They were like confiscating it, and I would just come back the next day with more. <laughs> like fuck you guys. Yeah, I was always in trouble at school. I don't know how I was in trouble because I'm actually a really like a good girl at heart. Yeah, and like I was such a loser as well. So it's like you're like a weirdo like me, and I'm a loser. Like I went to hang out in this place called Smokers Alley. Amazing. I wasn't smoking. My friends and I got like detention, and I was like being punished. I haven't even done the cool thing. Oh yeah, you. Oh my god, what the fuck? So you were just kind of by association. Yeah, and they called my parents. My parents oh. were like, they didn't care. They were like, oh, was well, she smoking? They're like, no, no, oh, whatever then. They're like, yeah, yeah, just give yeah come on, like, literally, <laughs> pop off. It's say, like, that. like, just not, not a cool kid, but always in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I can relate, you know. I was never in the cool gang, but um, I, I guess I was disruptive in class because I just wasn't engaged at all. Yeah. Just, you, just away with yeah. the fairies, really. When I was 13... I got this reputation for the most sarcastic in the year. Was <laughs> I can't see where you got that from. All, I know, all the sarky jokes. Everyone was really mean to me. So I was just like, well, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it'd be really sarky. Yeah. And when boys were like you know, growing up, they were all really horrible. Of course. Uh, and I used to just hate them so much. And I used to always knee them in the balls. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> not... Not not like unprovoked, but like if they were mean to my friends or me. Totally. I have no problems doing that. I don't obviously, you know, like promote that or anything like no violence. But yeah, back in the day, they were horrible. Yeah, I mean like if a guy is intimidating you and you feel a threat, I think kicking them in the balls is a great way to get them away from you. Yeah, it is a very quick, fast way. To right? Get... Like, I mean, I think that's probably the only slightly evening factor in a fight between a girl and a boy. Or something yeah. with balls. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like a horrible. I was horrible. I wasn't horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, full of pep. <laughs> totally. I mean, I feel like we still are. I, I don't know. I haven't got any specific memories, but I'm sure you and I have had a go at a guy in a club before. Oh, 100%. Yeah. God, <laughs> God I can't even count, count the amount of men, you know, especially in the nightlife industry. Like, yeah. One stage where I was getting like just you know approached by so many like dodgy people, and this is before I got my car. I'm so glad I got my car because I used to before I moved to Brighton, I used to get the night bus oh. from Trafalgar Square to Kingston. It's an hour. Oh and my gosh, time, I remember. Yeah, back to Kingston. I might be the only person on the bus, mm. um, and sometimes there'd be some really dodgy characters out. Um, and then when I was going back to Brighton, obviously it was the three a.m. So the 4am first train and that was also not so lovely people or some lovely people it's a real mix yeah a real mix like depends you know <laughs> um, yeah it would just be like the worst parts of of late night travel yeah don't miss that at all that's one of the reasons yeah, that's definitely a big risk in our industry yeah such you know and there's a lot of young women out there who are you know working late nights and stuff and yeah that really used to infuriate me that I just couldn't I just didn't feel like I could get home safely like okay. ever you can afford an Uber, like even if you live in London, you know, like an Uber at four AM is always going to be surcharged. Oh, even if massively, you're... and it's a, it's taking a chunk out of your wage anyway. You don't want to be getting a taxi yeah. to your job, do you? But imagine if they could subsidise women's travel between right? at night, even even just at night time. Like, yeah, imagine. If the sun goes down. Let us be safe. 
imagine if they could just invest a little bit of money into a scheme where women could get discounted like train or like taxis yeah that probably take that would probably save money in other like from other crimes from other yeah no it totally you know, would it was security or i'm sure but obviously I think women would be more keen to even like work at night and stuff you know like it, yeah, yeah they could put more economy in certain places i mean i don't really know but it's just yeah it just feels like it feels like the odds are against you a lot of the time massively like, and, it, and it feels like we have we get like almost a tax to look after our own safety Oh, 100%. So, yeah, you know, getting a taxi versus getting a train. So most women probably would want to get a taxi. Mm. So you've got to travel at night, you've got to pay. You know, for me, if I want to go into London, I want to have to pay that ULIS and the congestion because mm. I don't want to. And so, yeah, you always feel like the the safer option always somehow ends up being the most expensive. Um, so true. You know, why can't or train guards on late at night? There's never yeah, anyone. They, they don't do that. They're getting rid of them, if anything. Yeah, like when I used to take the train, me and my like one of my best friends, Chichi Revolver, we both live in down in Brighton side, mm. and uh, there was this guy on the train that we would ride in and out with. This um, older gentleman called mm. Dennis, he was our angel. He used oh. to work on railways, and he would what he we we were on the train with him like four times a week because that was his job, mm. and he would just watch our stuff on the way home, oh. uh, make sure that no one you know would be near us all and he was the nicest older guy and he used to talk about his granddaughter all the time Aww. he'd bring food snacks for us he was a genuinely lovely oh my God, so nice. we had our we had our guardian angel dennis and um but without dennis you know yeah <laughs> uh, how many people don't have a dennis yeah and i'm sure dennis is still on that railway if anyone's on that train he's the yeah. nicest um he'd oh, always i wish there were more nice people like that like He's got a granddaughter, obviously. He's obviously aware of what happens to women on public transport. Like, yeah. Leah, yeah, there are good people out there. It's not all doom and gloom. Totally. Uh, it seems but, that way a lot, though. Yeah, I think you just have to be super... You have to be sensible, don't you? you I do. definitely was when I was younger. I was, like, getting on the train, wasted, and, you know, yeah, now... Well, I used to go out late at night, and now I won't even go for a walk at night. Yeah, I had to get, um, I had to get an Uber back to Brighton oh. when there was... Honestly, it was the most annoying thing. Yeah. I did it and then um, went out, had a couple of coffees with a friend and then got to the station. It was closed and oh. it was 11 o'clock. Oh. And I, I could pay 90 pounds for a travel lodge <gasps> or I could pay 20 for an Uber and I'd just be home. So yeah. Uber. But then I got really freaked out in the Uber because the driver was a little bit um, quirky. Mm. And I know this sounds really bizarre, but he went to a petrol station and he said, don't get out of the car because my passport's in the car. And then, so a strange man telling me that I couldn't leave a car. Oh, yeah, like, that is a bit weird. It made me feel weird. And, and just then anything he, like that flags for me, right? Yeah, and then he's probably really nice and he offered to get me some food and I said, no, thank you. And then he bought me Maltesers and a Diet Coke <gasps> and I felt weird uh, accepting it. Mm. I don't know why. Like, why does it feel weird to take food off a stranger at 11 at night? I don't know, but there's something weird about but it. Especially with a taxi driver. Like, oh, I know we're speaking about that I, being the safe I, option, but there's I'm stories, sure right? And I called my friend and I spent I spent all the whole journey on the phone to my friend. Yeah. Because I felt weird. Yeah. It is yeah. a long journey in an Uber. Like, I've had to do it a couple of times back to here. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Like, what if he pulls over on the motor? I don't know. That's it. Like, well, you just hear stories, don't you? Even 
Yeah. Uber does make me feel safer because it is tracked ultimately, and that's yeah. why I won't get in a regular car because there's just no way of tracking it at all. But um, yeah, dude, quite- like the fact that we are still even worried at this point should really be a big red flag to all dudes. Oh, yeah. So that's another reason why I always drive, and I feel bad because like obviously if there's only one person in your car driving, is like not the most eco-friendly. I know. I know. I but it. then you get put in these situations where you're like. I just need to be safe. I need to get myself back. You totally. know, and I also home. need to not be stressed about it because if you stress about it chronically, it's going to weigh you down. Exactly. But, um, yeah, thank God for my car. Honestly, like, I call my car the snack mobile. It's <laughs> just me. <laughs> I have my passenger, no friends in my car. My no, snack- me too. I don't. I put my back seats down so I can't have any passengers. <laughs> just loads of open snacks, like sweet things. <laughs> You know, everything I need. So I can just reach my hand over. Amazing, Sam. Yeah. I used to drive with my friend. We used to just feed each other popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. The driver could just be totally relaxed, just open her mouth and just constantly (laughs) scream of popcorn going. There's just food there. You're like, hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Totally. The long drives. Oh, how do you survive the long drives, Sam? Food. <laughs> food, literally snacks, yeah. Yeah, like coffee, coffee and food, yeah, and music, hopefully. I, yeah. like, couldn't work out how to get my USB um, music connected from my phone, so I listened to the same CD for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good CD, like, um, yeah, some effects, like, love it. So. Amazing, at least it's a good one. Yeah, it's up for two years. I mean, I still got it in my car. It's a very good idea, <laughs> Got me through two years of driving. I know I could have just got another CD, but you know, where do you get a CD these days? Honestly, it, don't even ask me. Also, they're really expensive now. They they're, they're really no. I go to charity shops and with oh, my friend. That's a good idea. It's about old nineties hip hop R and B, like all those <laughs> like now love, number twelve or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, like a really old one. Time capsule when you put it in, you're like, what's going to come next? Is oh, it? I love you know, it. Lou like now two hundred or something now. Um, what did I have recently? Um, Eternal. Oh, yeah. What? Eternal. But Fuji's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've got oh. all my is in the old school, which I love. I love a bit of old Black Eyed Peas. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. And I like the old Pink album. Oh, the- yeah, dude. They were killer. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. So good. So, is that yeah. what you were into when you were younger, too? Yeah. And yeah. Then, like, Favourite albums of all time, Lauren Hill, Miss, Ed- Miss Education, Lauren Hill. Oh my albums. god, yes, all these badass females. Yeah, so I do like going through the old CDs. They're somewhere in my loft, so whenever I can be bothered when I need to change my CD every two years, I'll, <laughs> I'll go up there and try and find a couple of new ones. Have a trip down yeah. CD memory lane. Yeah, then there's like the punk era, and then there's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. There was one... There was one CD, and it was called like, Steph's Mega Mix. Yes! <laughs> Oh God, what's on there? And it was, it was not bad actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Nothing too cringy. Nothing, yeah, there's some also Steph's dance mixes, which were a bit. <laughs> yeah. but, um. I've got so many. I think I had three CDs. I think one of them still floating around my car and it's cringy as hell. Oh my God, when we, when we start performing, you'd have to bring a CD to the sound mat for your oh, track. Oh wow, yeah, not a USB. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd have like Aurora Star, like track one, fire. Yeah. Like, like something oh, I've else. I've never had to do that. That's so funny. I found a lot of those olds, and they'd always get them mixed up somehow, or like oh a CD. God. Yeah, like it's written on the fucking CD. 
act one, act two. Yeah. Or if you decided one day to be crazy and you were going to do act two first and act one second, you have to really make sure you told them like a hundred times, like even though it says one, I'm going to, and then they'd still get it wrong. They still play the wrong fucking (laughs) And it's like, so you can't just quickly like, oh my God, so much, so much stress. (gasps) Honestly, there's a lot of admin in performing, right? Yeah, and then you'd be wondering, is my CD, are those scratches going to come out in the sound? Oh, like maybe God, I should... yeah, is it going to do the jump thing and get stuck? Yeah, I always wonder, like, if that was going to be a problem, but I still, you know, would have that CD knocking about in the front pocket of the suitcase. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> Just like, like, oh, I should probably do something about that, but I won't. Probably put that in a case, but no. <laughs> too, much, too much effort, yeah. Just like... When you're young and performing and hungry, every every extra second is valuable. Exactly. Well, they usually used to live in that front zip pocket, and the only other things that would go in there are like maybe some old tights or something. So yeah, like, <laughs> such a glamorous life we have, Seth. Oh my god, yeah. Like those cases are just full of you know your crumbs and your jewels. Oh my and god, that's like, and it goes back into my performance wardrobe too. Like I'll find food in my wardrobe that's come back from like the Czech Republic oh or something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, snack. <laughs> I'd sometimes joke that I'd have like the most well-traveled fruit because I would probably <laughs> eat the fruit. I'd take it across the seas to like India and then be like, no, I will eat this satsuma. <laughs> take it back with you and be like, this it's just literally just comes from the trip. This satsuma needs some passport because it's like been in the world. <laughs> Collecting gems around the world. I know. And then I'll eat like all the classic buffet and this poor apple, this like bruised little apple <laughs> just coming around with me. Poor Still apple. In your put it back in the bag. Yeah, well-traveled fruit. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, well, the intention's there. Honestly, like, if I need a snack and I'm performing, there's nothing worse than not. So, like, always have an apple in your pocket. Always have cereal bars, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and crisps and chocolate and all the naughty things. It's, Sweets. it's about the sugary snacks, isn't it, when you're performing? Oh, no, like, I've you've got, got to keep your energy up. But not you don't want to get full, so. Well, that's the thing. Well, I have a lot of sweets in my and now my students all bring me sweets like they're so, they? so sweet well they're for everyone but like you know if someone's really tired you know and they just need a little bit of a sugar hit like yeah. mouth, whatever are, are the answer but um it does work though you know like just a little bit i mean the answer is a well-balanced diet of like slow release carbs but you know when yeah you're, but a bit, when of, you're, a bit of sugar as well everyone's a bit addicted to sugar aren't we so our body's just like mm. Yeah, I think I've definitely got a new sugar addiction since I started teaching. Really? You can't, you can't eat a full meal. This is the thing. Like I uh, said, like yeah. a full meal, maybe two and a half hours before. Yeah. I have like a cereal bar or something small, like in between, but you mm. can't be, you know, that's it really. You've had your meal for the day. Yeah. Um, so oh, I didn't even think about that. Was, yeah, like I, I've made the mistake of eating a big meal like an hour before and honestly, like you, 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 you're warming up and then. Stop! Can't stop burping and oh no, yeah, <laughs> like going around in there and honestly, sometimes... I I I've almost thrown up on stage so many times. I can imagine it would be so much worse if you were like in a class in front of your students. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like sometimes if you had like the wrong meal, like you decided to have a curry and loads of onion. <laughs> like, oh my god, I have made a grave mistake. I've done... A big error has happened. I've made a massive error. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've learned from my mistakes now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have so. I feel like we've done we've done all the things. Yeah, I've, 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 I think I've made all the mistakes. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few more I've got to. Oh, uh, we'll make find up. them. We'll find them. 
but you know you try and learn try and learn (laughs) do you have any advice for new performers Steph oh my gosh um try and be organized unlike me Um, (laughs) get your footage get your promo Mm. know your worth you know don't go out for bad fees don't go out late night make plans like if you're going to go out on a late night gig make sure you can get home safe yeah and just make sure you set your boundaries I think that was something that I really struggled with. Like I used to take all this crazy work really late at night and then just have like no way to get home. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, it's fine. I'm like, no, you need to set your boundaries, set your yeah. rates. Um, and just, you know, try and stay true to the performer that you want to be. Yeah. And I did a lot of gigs that were kind of just for the money mm. and weren't really gigs that really, I think furthered me as a person and I think as I've gotten older now I'm like you know is this gig gonna change my life is it, it doesn't have to change a life but you know is this gonna is make it enrich me with me as yeah. A yeah it's going to enrich me as a performer or a person and sometimes we all need those bread and butter, butter gigs mm. but if you're trying to really hone your skills and your style and you know just try and find your find your niche yeah, yeah I think wish I could obviously take my own advice because I'm all over the place. But. <laughs> I was going to ask you, so yeah. what do you think is your niche? Because you have so uh, many amazing specialist acts. Oh, God, that's a hard one. Mm. I mean, my tagline is like variety artist. Because totally. I do, I try and do, well, I did a little bit of, you know, sword spinning, fire was obviously a large part of my skill set, mm. and aerial as well. Um, but I always try and do things a little bit different from your you know bog standard cabaret sort mm. of I'm you're not a classic performer I have tried <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah me too but I, but I always end up in the weird group yeah I think just trying to be a little bit different and I think that's probably my niche I mean, you'd have to ask the people that book me really yeah. like <laughs> I don't know I think I just try and do my style of things yeah. I have quite different tastes in music like mm. I like a lot electronic music a lot of um stuff that's maybe not mainstream so I kind of shoot myself in the foot there sometimes <laughs> but um, but yeah then styling as well there's always a little twist a yeah little neat so what's your process sometimes, of coming up with an act is, does it start with the music I, you know what it usually does actually mm. it starts with okay. music or a visual image ah uh, yes that I want to create like but music's a huge part of it so like if I hear something that really like evokes emotion in me yeah you know, emotion is and that that can be the start of something yeah um, yeah sometimes I can see an act from hearing a song same yeah or if I like see a visual of a costume and I'm like oh my god that would be incredible then I've got to try and match the visual to the yeah you've got to find the right news. song and then that's when I think something cool comes together if you can kind of mesh everything like the visual the music the skill set together then totally. that's that's like a, a winning act really and then obviously if you can do something that people aren't doing or that's yeah. a bit cool um then you know i think bookers are going to be like oh that's a bit you know we've seen a million of this like this is slightly different so yeah just finding a niche really yeah i mean sure in, in, even like with classic stuff like they're still classic with a twist you know you still see totally. doing classic acts but they just do them in their own style that's so quintessentially them that yeah you're like, it's oh. like a twist or something yeah like you always know when you see some like certain performers, you're like, oh yeah, that's you're like, them. oh, I'm excited for this bit, yeah, yeah. And you can just see how they put their twists on things. Um, 
I'd love to be able to really hone in on my own niche, but I think I'm still figuring it out. Like you're always evolving. Like, totally. I, I think mine's sort of settling, but I think I'm similar to you. Like I really do have a real weird bunch of acts. Like I don't know how one came from the other. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, here's something and you want to make, and then sometimes I want to make acts quite similar and I'm like, you know what? Who cares? I'll just make two acts that are similar. Yeah. Like, you know, Say, or you can only have certain color costumes. Like, you can't have to do black costume acts. I'm like, oh, I've got three. Oh my three god, I, oh, mostly all black. Like, I'm trying to add color, but you know, if that's what is your thing, like, don't yeah. let other people try and influence you. Yeah. And yeah. people find there'll always be a reason why somebody wants to book a certain act. You mm. know, maybe different props, or some acts are good for small stages, some acts are good for big stages. Mm. There'll always be somebody wants to book something. So, just make the act that you want that you're happy with. Because, yeah. like, sometimes I always felt like if I'm not happy doing an act, like I'm not 100% comfortable, then I want to change the act to figure out why I'm not comfortable doing it. Do mm. I find that choreo is not really clean enough? Or is this costume really annoying to get on and off? Is, mm. Am I having issues? Like, you've just got to make yourself as comfortable as possible on stage so that you can just be the best version of yourself. So, so yeah, if you have so so are not comfortable, change the shoes. Like, if the pace yeah. is you cannot change the tape. God, the amount of times my face used to come off. <laughs> oh, you've told me the best. You told me the carpet tape trick. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the only mammoth one. Sided carpet tape. Yeah. Mammoth. I buy it on eBay. The- there's, there's two different versions of it. There's this really thick version, which oh, is yeah. great. Also, it's also great. I mean that in, like, um, not the width of the tape, um, but, like, the actual, like, depth of the tape. Oh, like, um, thickness. Is it, like, clear stuff? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's one that's clear and it's yeah. really like, and it's like almost like a gel pad. Ooh. Um, it honestly, yeah, get that carpet tape. Oh, that is the one that. for buying like really expensive like tit tape yeah, from like. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, well, some of the branded stuff will outrageous now. Awful. Yeah, but yeah, this double, if it's good enough for the carpet. <laughs> it's good enough for our tits. Like <laughs> whole floors together. <laughs> 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 that's the level of strength we're looking for from our pacey tech. <laughs> literally to hold the house together yeah exactly honestly I mean there was maybe one or two instances where that tape came off where I was doing water port acts in like uh, the summer yeah. when you're super sweaty but it's really not letting me down so highly recommend yeah find the right tape find the yeah, right costume. find things that work for you right yeah, exactly because if there's anything that makes you even a little bit uncomfortable then you're, that's going to translate to the stage it does to make sure that everything you do is is good for you. Don't worry about what other people are wearing or what's fashionable. Yeah, um, or whether people think you're weird for doing it. Yeah, like if you want to wear a wig, wear a wig. If you want to have your natural hair, wear your natural hair. You if go. you want to, um, you know, wear big heels, wear big heels. But just make sure whatever you do, you do it well. Like whatever yeah, exactly. you do, do it well. Um, oh, God, must take my own advice. It's probably people listening going, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sat here agreeing, like, yeah, I do all of these things. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I'm like, I, I'm, not great, <laughs> I'm not great with detail. So, like, I always have, like, unhemmed, like, chiffony pieces. And, mm. like, some, some of my dry friends look at them and they're like, is that, are you wearing an unhemmed piece of chiffon? I'm like, yes. I'm like, Shh. <laughs> yes, I, I am wearing this. But, you know, I put a load of jewels on, it's fine. But, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I'm going to take my own advice and just try and, like, polish everything and execute things well. But, you know, no one's perfect, so That's you just have to try. There's always things in the way, like finances and time, and uh, yeah. some 
you can't get hold of certain pieces of costume or fabrics, but you know, you just got to keep trying. Yeah, really, yeah. sourcing stuff for costuming is kind oh, of tricky God. in the UK. Yeah, it, and obviously, like I'm sure with all these new like Brexit import taxes, oh. things are expensive. Totally, dude. Like I can't get any beautiful trimmings anymore, or at least not cheap as I used to. No, someone sent me a link to beautiful fabric and it was fifty five pounds a metre. And I was like, oh, great. I mean, oh, I went wow. to India, picked up tons of trim and fabric, and I'm so glad I did because I'm gonna make that into something really yeah. cool. Yeah, I love um, going to market well, and stuff when I travel. I'm make something now because by the time I have trial and error, I've probably wasted a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, no, on fabric. So, like, you know, it's a lot yeah, better to true. pay someone to make things for you sometimes. I think, yeah, also with my time now, um, if you want something done, like, properly, get someone, get someone good to do it. Yeah, if something, if you know, because. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're really good at what we do, but then there's other people that are, like, tip top of their game, what they do. Like, exactly. I'm going to pay yeah. them. Like, why would yeah. I do that? Exactly, yeah. Um, Amy Day and Static later. Oh, she made, Static is amazing. Made, uh, Amy Day Designs made a lot of my holographic stuff, and she's incredible. Oh, wow. Uh, shout out. She's, is it a new holographic act you've got with that light-up headpiece? Um, no, it's actually an old act that is I re- had it rejigged. It. Yeah. So, like, changed the song. Like, it just needed a bit of freshening up. And that was mm. kind of part of what I was saying about, like, evolution, really. I was like, this is a bit dated now. Mm. Uh, and that act like I just made it on a whim years ago and I had a terrible costume when I first started but mm-hmm. it became you want because I don't have many non-fire acts yeah because when they want one fire and one non-fire it just made me a bit more versatile because I did have something totally. that was still like showy for a big stage but wasn't necessarily like you know just another like fire thing because yeah. I think performers if you know it's fine to have lots of similar acts, but yeah, sometimes bookers do want variety. Yeah, so. it's it's more just like a suitability to the venues, something I didn't really consider yeah. when I younger, but yeah. Oh my God, I used to just make loads of massive prop fire yes. things. <laughs> so hard to travel around with, but I have actually sort of downsized some of them. Yeah. Um, the dream is is an act that fits in a rucksack, isn't it? That's the dream. Oh, for sure, you know, like... I feel like Ariel, actually, sometimes if you're just wearing, like, a little leotard... True. ...and at the venue, and you're like, what? I just have to pack my, my hair stuff oh, in this Oh, that feels lit- so weird. I would feel so unnatural and uncomfortable. <laughs> Naked. Like, you're on the train, and you're like, I've got... My snack bag is bigger than my costume bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the dream. For you, Steph. That's not unusual. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do love an aerial gig if the equipment's already there. That's pretty good. Oh, Steph, I really want to come down to your studio and play on your stuff. Yeah, you're so welcome. Like, let's go do a shoot there. Let's. Yeah. Also, come and do a workshop and something. Like, I've been thinking about teaching since I've been watching your journey. Uh, I'm gonna have to like call you up so this podcast and cheer you up and tell you about my new side projects because yeah I'm wanting to bring like I said different stuff in so let's definitely talk about that that would oh be amazing oh my god yes what have you got in the pipeline Steph you got anything lined up so what's going on what month are we in are we in September it's September now dude I know oh uh, well I'm going on a little I'm going on a girl I'm going on a holiday oh, so nice. I'll be there I know ah. I'm so excited Never go. I very rarely get to go away, so that's really exciting. Yes. Um, and then, um, what's going on in October? Oh, I can't. Oh, I've got some things, but I can't say what they are, which is really annoying. Until they're released, mm. 
but yeah, I've got um, a couple of shows coming up. Um, I've got a Filipino cabaret show um, happening on, I'm going to get this right, at the end of November, and that's uh, run by the candy shop, and I think that's at the Pleasant Theatre. So that's really that's an amazing event that's very close to my heart, obviously being um, of Filipino heritage. Yeah. So very excited about that. And the bit Love in the future is popping up as well. We've got annual photo shoot, and um, I've also got a gig ooh, in Hampshire coming up at a lovely theatre moon uh for Lena May down there so at the Hunter Watt Club so yeah lots of few bits and bobs coming in but so yeah lovely. stuff like I can't talk about things until they're released annoyingly I know I've got a few things and I'm like oh I know <laughs> apart from that I'm just teaching really and running my workshops and um yeah keeping myself busy yeah oh somebody's knocking on my doorstep I'm so sorry that's all right I'll be one sec Hello, my dude. Thank you very much. Don't worry, babe. And you, have a good day. Oh, what a nice post, Steve. I'm waiting for my post as well. I've got. Ah, yeah. What have you got? What have you got? Vintage coming in for the holiday. I bought some secondhand little, like, summer bits and bobs for Uh, my. Oh, you put me onto this vintage thing. You get great little (gasps) vintage. Yeah, vintage. Yeah, I just. I've been keep buying stuff off it, and I was like, oh my god, I need to sell some stuff. So I've just put two items on sale, and I don't know. I'm expecting to be a millionaire soon. <laughs> I need way more stuff on there. I got I got distracted. I was cleaning my room and I was like, oh, I can sell this, I can sell that. Oh my God. Like, cleaning up is so hard because I always find something else to play with. It's so hard. I've just emptied my storage unit into my spare room and now I just can't seem to get through organizing. It's like, that's you know, years, that's like a big... years of stuff that's all boxed and I have costume pieces to sell, but it's just a whole, it takes me a long time to like mentally get around yeah. that sort of thing so it's, task, it's on it? yeah it's written on that big to-do list on that a1 piece oh, paper go on and try and do a little i know i try and just do like one box every day or something that's just a good idea I, small things i try uh, really much to just mine away at things now yeah i think it's making things manageable so when i look at like 10 boxes of overflowing stuff i just mm. freak out mm. at the door um but if i look at one <laughs> I'm like, okay, deal with this one box, and I just have to do it like that. Um, very tempted to just get another storage unit, but I was like, no, you have to deal with your stuff. Do it, just... do it. And then if you like cop out halfway through, it's okay because you've done some of it. I know. I just keep thinking, at least I'm saving money because it was like eighty <laughs> pounds a month, and I was like, you... I could give myself eighty pounds a month, yeah, and and sort my own stuff out, which is exactly yeah. what. That's like a whole. Cut blow like, dry every month or something. The other half of me is like, oh, I'll just put it away and don't deal with it. I'll pay 80 quid not to deal with money. Yeah, I'll pay 80 pounds and not even look at it ever again. <laughs> I know. Please take it away. No, I've got to sort of do it myself. <laughs> I, I know. I'm a big girl. I can do it. I, can do I believe it. in you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, it's been so good having you on here. Oh, my God. So nice to talk to you. You I mean, like, I really, yeah. Honestly, I love you and everything that you do. I think you're awesome. Yeah, it's been fabulous. Thanks for having me on. Like, of honestly. course. Where can we have you? Um, where can we find you online? What's your socials? Sorry. Oh, where What's my socials? socials? So you can find my performer social at Aurora Loves Fire, and you can find my aerial uh, aerial school at Brighton underscore aerial underscore arts. Um, and I think I have another aerial performer one. God, I have a lot. Which is <laughs> so many jobs. 
at Aurora underscore Ariel underscore Arts. I know she's got a lot of jobs, a lot of socials, and I'm obviously got a lot going on with Facebook as well. I know I'm, I must be like one of many performers that has like four Instagrams, three Facebooks. Oh, dude, like, I, I just have loads. I don't even know how. I haven't tried, but somehow I've just set up projects, and then now I've just got a hundred Instagram accounts. Then you have to stay like relevant. You have to get understand these um, social media platforms, dude. It's just a lot, isn't it? It's fucking, like, it really, it really takes over my life. But uh, it's so important. So important. So but, yeah, important, always on the, always on the gram. So, yeah, anyone wants to add me and say hello, always on the Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Steph, enjoy the rest of your day, you absolute diamond. Thank you so much for being a guest. No worries. Conversation. You have a lovely day as well. I'll catch up with you soon, all right? Love you, Steph. Mwah. mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.